0: What's up, Nerds Nation? Welcome to the effin' nerds podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick vizio and sitting across from me is my guy, Martin Moreno. Bank! <laughs> Bank! We got a brand new effin' movie review for you guys on deck, but before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, please check back each week as we try to upload new content for you guys to listen to. 1930s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of a scathing social critic and an alcoholic screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz as he races to finish the screenplay for Citizen Kane Mank stars Gary Oldman Amanda Sidfried and Charles Dance, and is directed by David Fincher with a screenplay from his late father Jack Fincher mm-hmm. so Martin yes. we made our another return to the movie theaters oh, yeah. to see Mank we did not wait for it on Netflix we went to the theaters to go see it that's right because that's what if you love movies and it's safe that's what you do that's what you do mm-hmm. so let's, uh, let's get into this Start off with your positives. Obviously, Mank is a very Oscar favorite contender, I guess you could say. Beatty, for I guess. Oscar Beatty. Mm-hmm. Definitely Beatty for sure. But we uh, said
1: that this was made to uh this was gonna suck the Academy's dick. And that's exactly, Just gargle exactly the balls. Just go all go all out. You need to relax. A yep. little graphic, but it's okay. Professional, bro. It's a professional <laughs> uh yeah. But, sure.
0: uh, but but yeah, start me off with your positives here. Tell me what you liked.
1: Positives, um, I guess everything that has to do, I guess, technical. Mm-hmm. Like all the technical all the tech aspect, aspects. All the tech aspects, yes. Um, loved the cinematography. I loved the uh, color palette. I loved uh, – it wasn't like your traditional kind of like – clean. it wasn't like Roma, like your traditional clean black and white uh, yeah. picture. It did have the kind of like old school feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we should just kind of get off the bat really early on is that this movie did – so much to replicate the spirit and identity of Citizen Kane yes. in regards to its pacing, in regards to its scene transition, in mm-hmm. regards to its look, in regards to its audio. And then even nods. like Yes, like, so many, um, some like, which like, were... I guess like Easter eggs, you know? Yeah. yeah, but not so many, not necessarily Easter eggs because they were very obvious, right. you know? but it worked well. like yeah. It was properly worked into the story It was properly worked into the movie. So yeah, um, I loved how the film looked. Like I said, it wasn't your traditional clean black and white. It did have that sort of like... um. Uh, It was almost kind of like dark in a way, but it was still clean enough to kind of make out the picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, I love the... um, I thought the score again... I mean, you can't go wrong with fucking Trent Reznor. Yeah, it's Trent Reznor. Yeah, they they actually don't have the biggest resume. Obviously, when you think about it, they only started composing films, not like...
0: Uh, Social network, I think, was was. I think it was like their, their first. First, yeah. Right, so and they've they don't done really, every Fincher film since. They did me, which was incredible. They did me which was incredible. Right. They've done it. They've done a couple other TV shows. Uh, they did the score for like Patriots Day, the Peter Berg movie with Mark Wahlberg about okay. the. About the Boston Bombings which I really like uh, that film I really like that film too the film's really good but yeah but they're really like like kind of like a go-to for a lot and like because of the success that they've had and, and their short amount of body of work I think they're very in demand I guess you right. could say and
1: obviously Nine Inch Nails fucking oh, awesome yeah. a massive Nine Inch yeah. Nails yeah oh fan. yeah so um saw them one time I Panorama. fucking awesome. oh nice yeah it was a good time but uh but, yeah, in in terms of, of, like we said, like all the technical aspects of it, I thought it was incredible. Um, the acting, I thought the, there was a lot of good performances. I thought Lily Collins was great. I thought Gary Oldman was just as good as we thought he was going to yep. be. Yep. Charles Dance is just fucking Charles Dance. Like, I love Charles Dance yeah, so much. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, and, and this is a really good performance from him, too, because, like, there were moments where I didn't really... N- i didn't really see charles dance because charles dance has a very specific voice and a very specific cadence and i feel like he alters it a little like slightly here and it really he really sits like settles into this role well, where i we've don't also see been, charles dance
1: um, we've also kind of hardwired into our brain of charles dance being a bad guy yes so in this way he plays william h Hurst, right that's the name of william h Hurst. william randolph hearst nobody but nobody makes a monkey out of william randolph William Randolph Hearst. Uh, again, yeah, like the, the sound, yeah, like, the, sound yeah. the way they talk. Yeah. Man, you No, it was so good. yeah. But um, but yeah, he's very fragile. Yeah. He's a very fragile and vulnerable character, and it's a complete 180 to almost every single thing we've seen. Right, Charles who's Ginsburg more of this dude. very powerful, like very you said, like villainy figure. The, yeah, yeah the, the bad dude. Uh, uh, so it, to see this kind of contracts of, of the character, of this character in regards to like all the other characters he's played before was really great to see. Uh, I still think my favorite performance uh shout out to Amanda Seyfried. I thought she was great but I think I still think my favorite performance was um Mayor uh Louis yes. Mayer Yes
0: yeah uh, the actor's name is Arles Howard Arles Howard and I I'll actually, him. I'll actually give you a little a little uh history on Arliss Howard because he played John Henry in Moneyball. So John Henry was the character. <laughs> you love Moneyball. I do love Moneyball. A lot of my friends don't like Moneyball and they give me shit for it but I think Moneyball is one of the best sports movies ever made. It's fine. Fuck with me. <laughs> uh, but yeah he's he basically plays the, the Red Sox owner that offers uh, Billy Bean the, the, the job at the, at the end of the movie and it's a fantastic scene. He's only in one scene but it's just it's a great scene. Great dialogue, great writing.
1: Yeah because I'm not too familiar with him. I mean I haven't had a chance to look up his resume but yeah. um, he didn't he's, really he- he
0: pops up here and there. Okay, yeah, yeah. but I
1: thought he was—I thought he was great. Um, my favorite scene of the movie still—the very early on when they're kind of it's when the the ones ones they're down, walking, yeah, yeah, walking down. I still one of my favorite lines in the movie. One million dollars a year we spend on stories we never even film. Why not? I'll tell you, they don't make me cry. What makes me cry? Emotion. Where do I feel emotion? Here, here, and here. Yeah. So good. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I thought performance was good. I thought everything, uh, technical aspect was good. And I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought the first half of the film was incredible. Second half of the film, uh, I guess we'll get into.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I kind of would reiterate a lot of, a lot of the positives you said. Obviously, the acting is really great across the board. Gary Ullman's fantastic. Charles Dance is amazing. Amanda Seyfried, I thought, stole every scene she was in. I thought she was fucking phenomenal. And I also think this, that she's,
1: um, she's due. She's if due. She's definitely sense. due. Like I think yeah. she
0: does deserve uh, like a like a nomination for supporting actress. Like, I th- like I so definitely think a lot of I've people seen.
1: did she get for Lay Miz? Wait, wait, was she Lay She wasn't right? I think so, yeah. 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 No, I no, she didn't any get
0: she get Lay Like a supporting actress was
1: uh was um In and Hathaway, and Hathaway, and Hathaway yeah. she won it, right? Yep, she won it. Um but yeah, I think uh I don't know if, it, if it's like Mean Girls or what, but uh, I think she still kind of has this sort of shadow over her, especially when she does movies like Mamma Mia. Right. And uh, But she's an incredible actress. She's so good. She's incredible. And um, I have I think I kind of got over the sort of like Mean Girls Mamma Mia vibe, I think, or like even like Ted 2. Like right, right. Yeah, day, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. But I think she's uh, really good. And yeah, I'm with you, man. I thought she was... Um, I thought she was great in this yeah she really was she definitely like uh she definitely like demands the uh the screen whenever she was on
0: right i would agree and then i also love uh tom burke who plays orson wells and i think it's a fucking crime oh that he's not in this movie God. more because tom Bro. burke tom burke really captures orson wells like to a fucking t even his
1: voice it's so good and the thing too is like that's someone who i was looking forward to because for starters i'm not too familiar with the actor i don't right. know what what um what he's really done but you're, you're like just me as a fan. I'm kind of looking forward to that, like um, that Orson Welles performance. Like, yes. I'm trying to see, like you know, like I want to see what this guy brings to it. Right. And from the very beginning, when we get the, um, when we when he's like talking on the phone. Oh, you got it. I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't still, get he's it. He's still
0: there. Sorry, guys. We
1: got this fruit fly who's been
0: invading our personal space for the last like three fucking episodes. Yeah.
1: He wants to be part of the show. Bro. He does want to be part Let of the be, show. You can be part of the show. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, when, we, when he's like talking on the phone, yeah, and it's like it's beautifully lit uh, because it's like very dark, but like you have these like sort of like a these mirror lights. Yeah, yeah, because he's obviously doing he's working on a movie, and mm-hmm. yeah,
0: the mirror lights give off like this this glow. Yeah, yeah, and it's
1: like but again, it's like it's very dark, but it's like but it's like dark, but like not really. It's kind of like uh just the way the, the the color aspect and the way the movie was shot that mm-hmm. was was really cool. But yeah, I thought he was uh, he was incredible, and I'm with you, man. Every single time he kinda came on, I was like I was hooked. Yeah. I was like engaged yeah. and I was like, yes. And then obviously at the end when we have the the big um the big confrontation between him and Mank, uh was was great. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see I'm excited to see what this guy's gonna do. You know, you always watch those movies right. and like there's certain performances that stand out. Like I said, even though he wasn't my favorite performance, I thought um he was like he definitely like stood out in my mind, so yeah. I'm like looking forward to what this is. I think, I think do. if he was in the movie more, I think he would have been my favorite performance, you know probably I mean? like but he, I think he was like in it the right amount yeah, I, yeah it was like because, it was like you know
0: right I mean we'll get into like the, the story aspects and what the mm-hmm. movie's actually trying to tell you but yeah i I, I do agree, but I did want more of him, so I guess that's a good thing like a movie's uh, called Mank. yes exactly yeah. exactly uh also like you said the technical technical aspects are fantastic it really does emulate a movie that came out and that feels like it would have came out in the 1930s. From like the the cigarette burns.
1: You look for it, you can see these little dots come into the upper right-hand corner of the screen. In the
0: industry, we call them
1: cigarette burns.
0: The uh, the dust on on like the the film reel, mm-hmm. uh, like the the sound design and the sound editing, I think are amazing. Like even even when they're speaking, you get like this echoey sound. Yeah, it's it, almost like, like the a dialogue. Yeah, it's like
1: I was telling you. It's like loud, but yes. like kind of muffled. It has exactly. like it, it definitely said it. It, it. it did everything it possibly could, and I thought it did it really well to yeah. really embody like the spirit of Citizen Kane and embody like its look, its identity, everything about it. But not just that, but like those movies of the time, right? And uh everything about it, I thought was just really well done from technical aspect. It's gonna get all the fucking. I we'll probably get into it, but in terms of like technical aspects, it's gonna get all the awards, all the nominations. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Then the other
0: thing I also want to highlight as my positives, and it also counts as a negative, is the story. So obviously the, you know, we'll get into some of our issues, but I like what the movie's trying to tell, and it tries to tell a lot. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it, it talks about, uh, you know, at the time, the changing of the film industry, obviously, like really focusing on uh, sound in film, like with talking and dialogue. Uh, you know, it deals with like the Great Depression going on at this time. It deals with like a lot of the politics and the influence kind of Hollywood has over like certain elections and things mm-hmm. like that, which just feels very relevant to today. And then like just the struggles of the creative process and right. like all this stuff is trying to tell. Like like uh, all of it to me was very interesting.
1: It's always interesting to watch movies about making movies. It, 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 it is. You get those behind the scenes conversations.
0: Yes, yes, it, it, it always is. But kind of now transitioning into the negatives, what I had an issue with was 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 really the pacing of the movie and obviously it's trying to emulate citizen kane but that doesn't take away from the fact that the first like half like i mean i don't even like the complete first half but definitely the first act has so much energy and i'm so like invested in, into it like going from you know seeing seeing mank and you know and, and how he gets into a car crash and why he's kind of you know he's in a cast and starting the process of writing this the script and then doing the flashbacks to You know, having the uh, which is probably like one of my favorite scenes is when they're doing like the the pitch meeting for David O. Selznick. So good, which is so good. You get the that walking scene with with uh, Louis B. Mayer, and then obviously telling everybody in MGM that they have to give up their salaries because of the Great Depression. And it's basically just just one big show, and he's just one big scumbag. Yeah, Yeah. like all that is fantastic. Then you get into like the second half, which really focuses on Manx seeing the ugly side of Hollywood almost, and then it deals with a lot of the politics and that's where the movie really slows down and it's not as interesting and i think it's a little bit like i, I get, it's it's got to be the writing because like you know obviously you know fincher's a fincher's, fincher's a pro he's he's one of the best directors working today but like it's just like it's just not as strong as as i think it should be and i almost wonder if it shouldn't have delved into that Right. You know, and I'm I, I think in the third act, I think it pits, picks back up and it kind of brings the whole movie home. But that second act is just so like...
1: But ugh. even for me personally, I think I, uh, by the third act, I thought it significantly slowed down. It's not so bad that the story's... It's not so much that the story's bad. Yeah. It's just that the, it's the pacing. It's, yeah. like, it's like you said. And yeah, it just pretty much echo everything you said. We were like... Where th- like where we open up, we get kind of like the introduction, everything that's going on, and then it's just this like fast, quick, quippy pace. Like I love that scene when they're pitching the story. Oh, it's so and good. And they have no, they did, they, they didn't really have no. They didn't plan. do shit. They, they been gambling like, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they were just like pretty much gambling. They were shooting the shit, and then when they have this meeting of on pitching, on pitching a a movie, they're just kind of like piggybacking off of what yes. every single person's saying. Yeah. And then you have the great shot when they cut to Charlie, and he's like,
0: uh, uh, okay. I, I also love the line too, where he's like, he guys it's it's a mixture of uh, Frankenstein and the
1: wolfman all rolled into one only i don't make cheap horror pictures universal does <laughs> this is different yeah it was <laughs> like, so, it's good. so good no because when they were pitching the story i thought they were pitching dracula yeah i thought this was like the first like actual uh, yeah, like yeah, dracula yeah, yeah. meeting yeah. which i thought was like which i thought was like super cool but uh but yes yeah, like that it's like that it, it was that kind of just like that energy that that the uh that the uh, the film had and you get it like you get it you get it smacked in the face right and well because then even after that that's when he kind of starts
0: rubbing elbows with um you know with mayor and then obviously with william randolph hearst and that's mm-hmm. where he meets you know amanda sidfried and like and that's that's when the whole thing where even when he goes to like that the, that you know the, the big dinner parties that that hearst used to throw you know, and you got all these fucking rich folk just rubbing elbows and, you know, drinking their mm-hmm. drinking their drinks and just talking about, you know, all the all the little people dealing with the Great Depression. You know what talking I mean? About like Nazis. Yeah, talking about later. Nazis and shit. Like like I love all that. And then even the scene with Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried after that, I fucking love. It's such a great scene that's, between the two. I think
1: that's where it starts to slow down. That's where it starts that's to slow down like because the, after
0: that, that's when you get to start getting into the politics, right?
1: Uh, with the CG animals in the back. You no question. Loves his, uh, his CG. His, yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that's really when it slows down. But it is a great scene, and uh, and you're wondering, you're like, what is Mink up to? Because obviously, like, is he trying to like you know. Uh, is he trying to like hook up with this chick or what? But at the same time, his wife told him to go like walk yes. Her home. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, go like so, uh, get out there. Poor Sarah. Yeah, poor but, Sarah. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, it's it's strange because you're trying to figure out what, what his motives are, but he's obviously just trying to get to know her, and uh, and yeah, it was a great moment. But from there, it just it just slows down. It's not like it's not the story's not bad, but it just like you're. It's a big contract. So Is like this energy filled like first act, like you said, and then for me, it just like it significantly slowed down. We dive too much into politics, too much into like kind of like personal like Finch like a uh, Manx kind of personal dramas yeah, yeah, in a yeah. way, right? Or personal struggle. Now I want to say dramas because of, of like when um well, his buddy like his friend who you remember she's like he took a box of bullets. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, his his buddy was the one that that basically made because like you know in showing all
0: the politics of, mm-hmm. of Hollywood they like and and I actually really like I enjoyed this aspect of the movie where they show how you know movie studios were creating. I guess hit pieces on politicians to try mm. to get people to vote for a certain candidate and i really like seeing that because that's what that's what goes on today like that yeah happens. it's still but yeah it's it's it's, the, it's what uh, goes on
1: or mudslinging whatever mudsling yeah it's yeah yeah, mud-slinging. yeah, yeah. Mm. so
0: like and i really enjoyed seeing that aspect and then obviously his friend was the one that directed though that piece so when like you know he has a a really bad batch of um of, of, of uh, conscience i guess you could say you yeah. know what i mean like it's weighing on his conscience that he did this that he's responsible for for swaying the people's opinions on a lie you know, so like, I like all that aspect. And obviously he ends yeah, up killing that's what himself, you Yeah, I'm saying. Like, you
1: know? the the storytelling is not, like, the, the story itself and the storytelling is not bad. And right. I understand it, but it's just like, it's just the pacing. It's really what it is. It's just, yeah. it's really slow. And I got to the point where I was like, my head, my head was getting a little heavy. And I'm like, okay. And then even by the time we get to the third actor, we do have some good moments there. Um, between him and his brother, between him and Amanda Seafried's character, um, but, yeah, and also the fact that, like you you were saying, the fact that I was trying to emulate Citizen King so much in regards to its structure, in regards to how it was, like, bouncing back and forth.
0: It's, so, it, it, it almost becomes a slave to it. Yeah, and yeah. some
1: of, like, the stylistic choices, like the fade-outs and stuff like that. Right. Um, it, we got, when he's, like, drunk at that dinner party at the end, it was just, it was too much for me. Like, just going back and forth, it was, like... I understand where it was going, but him kind of having this sort of like rant, this drunken rant, and then right. we were cutting back and forth. It, like every single time we cut back, it was just losing me more right, right. and more and more. And I'm not saying losing me in regards to like um, I wasn't interested, but I was getting bored. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just so slow, and I'm just like, uh, like I'm still, in, I'm still, in, uh, like uh, I'm still um, invested in this movie, but I'm just bored.
0: Right. Well, that's the, that's that's the thing that that I was. Uh that I was thinking about with this movie is that if the movie plays very inside baseball, like, and for, and for that reason, I can't see a lot of people liking it. And I even think that there's people that are going to like these old timey movies and, and old school Hollywood. And they also still might not like it either, but it plays very inside baseball. You have to really know a lot of the backstory and a lot of different characters, because there were moments where, you know, some of the dialogue's really rapid fire and they're rattling off like characters and moments and they're talking about like the start of the WGA and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm just like, what like I'm trying to process all this mm-hmm. as, as it's going on because we're jumping around different time and history and things like that. So I'm um, you know playing catch-up on who's who and who's this guy, who's that guy, who's that name, what's going on here. So with that, you know, if you don't have a good background on Citizen Kane, the you know, history behind it and stuff, you might end up becoming lost to what the story's trying to tell you. But one of the things that, like, you know, in, in saying, like, what's we movie trying to tell, like, trying to see, like, the underlying aspects of it, you know, obviously we're following Mank as he's, you know, in the Hollywood system, and obviously he's enjoying his time in it, and then as he starts to see the ugly side of it, that's when he starts losing interest in it, you know, so when it gets to that dinner scene at the end, you know what he's doing, obviously, he's basically yeah. reiterating what ends up becoming a screenplay for Citizen Kane, Pretty, yeah, and he's and describing kind of... who Hearst is, and all the ugly sides of it, and Marion Davies, and all that other kind of shit, mm-hmm. You know, and this is also a nice parallel because I feel like it's it's Fincher saying, how, you know, this is a love letter to film for Fincher, and I feel like it's it's him saying how much he loves film, but how much he hates the Hollywood system, and that's kind of how I looked at this movie.
1: Right, and I no, I totally get that, and that's um not to that extent, but I do understand where where Fincher was coming from, and uh, it's like you said, I think my biggest problem is that I became too much of a slave to. Um, being too much like citizen Mm King, i think if it kind of took itself just in terms of structure alone yeah you know it took itself a little different uh, a little differently and didn't try so hard to to recapture the uh the the back and forth kind of uh the back and forth in time storytelling and structure i think maybe that could have worked differently because when this came out it's it's like the guy was saying like when when the one um the one hollywood dude Who's kind of like reading and revising like the the first draft? Right. He's like it's all over the place, but it's amazing. Yeah. You know, but it's brilliant, and that at that at the time was probably something new, probably something different. Right. Right. Um, so you're, you're fast forwarding like nine years later. I know. Yeah. You know, we've, we've seen this a, a whole bunch of times, and then when you're when you're, when you're trying to tell that structure, like you're saying, playing very inside baseball. And very very slow. Right. It's just, it's easy yeah. like, nowadays just for people to like kind of lose interest. Right. And that's um that's kind of like the unfortunate situation. I don't by any means think it was it's a bad film, and I think it was incredibly well directed. I thought I like the script. I, I do like the writing, but I just think it's just like it's just slow. Yeah. Like I, I I th- I think slow. if they did
0: something in that. I think the second act needs something to really get the audience really invested in this story because mm-hmm. there is a bit of a lack, like, and and, and like, I, I'll kind of come back around to this, but there is somewhat of a lack of, of an emotional attachment to a lot of these characters because mm-hmm. I think of the fact that you're jumping around in time and you're kind of seeing the bullet points of this story. So there's not a whole lot to, that as an audience you can really like latch onto and have some sort of investment in. That's a really good point. But like, it and what's funny too is is it, it reminds me a lot It reminds me a lot of Tenant, you know, because Tenant is also another movie that's very technical, like at like a high level. No, but just stay with me here. I'm listening, listen. So it's it's very, it's you know, it's the same thing. It's like a technical Marvel, but at the same point, it's a very cold movie. You can't latch on to a lot of stuff that's in that movie. When you're not, you know, emotionally invested, you're saying to yourself, why do I care about this? Like, what's the whole point of all this? Like, why am I watching this? But for different reasons. But for different reasons, exactly. But for 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 Mank, I would say that I felt oddly emotionally attached to Mank by the end like when he's holding his oscar and he's giving the the little speech Mm -hmm. like i was i like i like i i felt it i felt for the guy i was happy for him so somewhere in there it did latch on to me so i will i will give the movie that like i I did i did care about this guy i wanted him to finish i wanted him to succeed you know because a lot of times like he He's talking to his brother and he's like,
1: he goes, Oh I'm 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 washed up, you know. I think I'm, that's just... where it where where it does bring you bring you in a little yeah. bit from like an emotional standpoint. Right. I think that, and I think obviously that's probably us too, like obviously being brothers and stuff. Yeah. When you have that like when he has that conversation with his brother, I thought it was a really great moment and then just getting his brother's approval probably meant the world to him. Yeah. And right after that, and when he's like, okay, I want writing credit. Right. Because you know? he's like, it's the best thing you've ever written. Right. He's yeah. like, and it's almost like, you know, scarlet letter. Because it's my name. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You now it's <laughs> like, he wants, like, he wants to be remembered. He wants to like, you know, not as this like drunk asshole who fucked up a whole bunch of and, times. And, and, like, and who washed up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was washed up. But like, you know, like that bounce back story. Like, hey, I wrote this. It's, it's as great as I think it is. I want to put my name on it obviously we have a a great moment from um a great performance from the guy like that great that whole scene is is really well done but by that point i feel like it was just a little too late Mm -hmm. because you're just like you're just dragging and you get a good moment you know okay it's fun and yeah i do i was also with you where um you do i kind of i don't know if that was a real picture that they took if that actually that picture actually exists in real life But if it does. Wait, picture for what? When he's holding the Oscar. Oh. I don't know if it exists in real life.
0: Oh, you mean like the whole the whole thing of, of him getting interviewed and things like that? Or like
1: or, or just that picture, like oh, he, picture. Oh, yeah, if they, if they actually it. I don't know like, if that like, picture actually it. exists. Well, what's
0: funny too is, is I do think that, because you know, like, so obviously they announced that Citizen Kane won for best screenplay, yeah. and then they cut to like just a voice recording of Orson Welles telling Mank to kiss his ass. I think that was actually Orson Welles. No, I know I that. No, yeah. no, that for sure. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I 100% got that yeah. that was real. That, that was like a real radio right. interview. I, I definitely got that. And I definitely understand that. Um. Like the uh, like the little news conference. I wouldn't be surprised if that was also real. Yeah. Um, but just the which isn't another thing too. Like it goes um it wraps up quickly. It does wrap up quickly. Which again is a fucking nod to like old school films. Right. Again, north by Northwest. Yeah. She's talking yeah. about it. That movie wraps up in like ten seconds. Right, right. Like she's like hanging off the mountain. And Then like he posts her up and then on our train and it's over. And it's it. And you're like, what the <laughs> What fuck? just happened? Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's again, I think um they're trying to be so um trying to, like, really re- re- pay its respects to, like, old-school cinema. And so, like, it wraps up super quick, and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> right. Like, slapped in the face. Right. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't know if that picture is an actual real picture. And if it was, I would have rather have seen maybe some sort of, like, transition into mm-hmm. the picture itself. Because I think that could have been really, like, gut-punching. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. But just seeing Menk there holding his Oscar, like, being proud. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of a, I guess... I guess the whole... The whole the whole spiel yeah, whole yeah. So, spiel so so on, so Martin, on, I,
0: I, obviously i know you're still kind of struggling with this movie a little bit but how as of right now how do you feel and that, like, i think it's
1: worth noting that we both watched it twice
0: we did watch it twice mm-hmm. yeah we watched it in theaters and then we came back and watched it on netflix mm-hmm. right yeah. right um so obviously i know you're still kind of struggling with this a little bit but uh how would
1: you score it i mean i i i there's a lot to applaud um and yeah, I think you did, you did kind of make a good point in, in kind of comparing it to Tenet, I guess, because there is a lot to apply in that film as well. But, uh, but we, we start off like, I was so in, bro. And I told I I you, to you even like, told me, bro, I'm so in. I turned yeah. to you, I'm like, I'm so in. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in, like, this is going to be awesome. And unfortunately, it does lose a little bit of a, lose its fire a little bit. Um, so, you know, I, I gotta, I'm going to go. What's the audience score on this, by the way?
0: Uh, the, role, the Rotten Tomato score is 88%. Okay. And the audience score is 72%. And, and it's probably going to drop because I can I'm, see I can see a lot of people not liking this movie.
1: I'm going to be a little lower than that. I'm going to be like, um, I'm actually going to go just a little, I'm going to go some lower. I'm going to, right now I'm like teetering the fine line of like 6.8. Mm-hmm. I'm like teetering that fine line. Um, okay. I just wish it, I just like I said, I just, I wasn't invested, but I wasn't engaged. Right. And I just wish that I was more like a like just really kind of uh, engage in in because it's it's a big chunk. It's like you yeah, said. Yeah, I know it is. Because I like chunk. you. Yeah. I like how you said that. Like it's not the first half. It's like the first act. Yeah. Which is like really good. And then after that, it just really just kind of like it, it hits the brakes hard. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna go for now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in that range of like six point eight. Okay.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 definitely I'm definitely higher on the movie. I'm at like a seven point seven right now. A mm-hmm. little higher than the audience score. There's there's a lot to love in this movie like you said. Uh, I really appreciate the technical aspects and like I'm like like we're like we're film nerds. Like so everything in this movie like really just speaks to me. It's everything mm-hmm. that I love about the movies right. is in this film. So so with that and like the performances are fantastic. Uh, it's got a great score and and like I said like I'm watching it the second time I was even more invested in in Menk and in
1: historian And, you know, fun fact, people, FN stands for film nerds. FN does stand for film nerds. Just kidding. That's like a fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with
0: that. But uh but yeah, and like and like I love the story it's telling. I love the you know us getting transported back to 1930s Hollywood. I think, you know, all like I said, and then with the acting is fantastic, especially Amanda Sidfrey. I think she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but that but that pacing really keeps it from being a great movie, I think. And I think that there's mo- you could see the greatness in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that like it
1: just didn't go all the way. I think it's the certain topics that I decided to cover. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like like when it gets very, very political. And once it kind of goes into, and I get why it's doing it. Yeah. But maybe that was the maybe that wasn't the right choice right. to go that way. And obviously, we don't. Uh, we can almost get an idea of who. Obviously, Jack, um, Jack Fincher, David Fincher's father. He, I believe, he was a journalist. He wrote yes. for a newspaper. Right. So yeah. So when you think of like the type of person that Jack, that David Fincher is, and maybe thinking of Jack Fincher as this, like newspaper writer, right? You, it, it, it does kind of feel in that spirit, if that makes any sense. Right. But, well,
0: that's the thing I want to say is is that this doesn't feel. This doesn't feel like your typical David Fincher movie. No. Like it doesn't have that same feeling to it. You know what I mean? Because David Fincher's movies always have have your boss. They, right? Like he, exactly. And they're know. always like they're always hardcore. They're narcissistic right. as fuck. You know what I mean? Like this is this is not like that. This is very different than what he's done. So this is definitely a tribute to his father. It's a tribute to the to you know his father's love for for those types of movies, obviously, and that's and I think that's what he was going for. It's just one big massive tribute. And it's a very personal project to him, and you know that's the thing too, man. A lot when directors do passion projects, they're usually not for general audiences. They're for themselves, like you know. And I think that's like, I think most directors make movies for themselves in mm-hmm. general. But like when it comes to stuff like this, and it's something that's very personal to you. It has that feeling that's very introverted, and it's not going to be for everybody, you know. And that's that's what make is. What does I think. Joe Wright
1: say? Um, movie movie making is the most fundamental at its core. It's who we are. I yeah. mean, it's who we are at the yeah. most fundamental. You know, it's it's the closest thing to my essence there is, really. <laughs> no, I mean, no. And Guillermo yeah. says that too. Guillermo yeah. says like when when he gets bad reviews on his film, he goes into like a deep depression, right? Because he's like, this is me, like you know. So. Right. I do think, but then also to play a little like um, what's the opposite? Devil's advocate. I don't know. Whatever. Is it not devil's advocate that you're I, trying to I don't go know. for? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go against it. Like when you think of like you're going against the grain here. When you think of like Tarantino's Love Letter, right? And once upon once on Hollywood, time Hollywood yeah. right? So it's like that. So everyone kind of does their things differently, um, but I'm with you. This is a. Uh, this is just straight up him paying respects to his father and telling the story. I guess that he wanted to tell. Right. You know, and uh, and he did, and he he told it well. Right. He it's, did tell he, it. He does. Yeah. Tell it well. Like I'm, Fincher, Fincher is a perfectionist, bro. Yeah. Like, he's kind of um, his. He's going to do, his movies are, are always very well directed, always very well done. Unfortunately, the story just wasn't as engaging right. as I would have liked it to be.
0: Right, and I think the last thing I'll say about this too is that. Um, there's there's one line in this movie that I absolutely love. It's probably one of my favorite lines of the year. Yeah, and it's, gotta feel here, here, gotta, and here. No, not even, <laughs> not even that, dude. But and I, and I think it sums up this movie perfectly because obviously this movie is about Herman J. Mankiewicz. It's all about him. It's all about his struggles in Hollywood and getting this, this film made. And he, he there's a line that he says in this movie where he's like, you can't tell a man's life in two hours. What you can only hope to do is leave an impression of one. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's exactly what this movie is. It just leaves an impression of this guy's life and
1: you basically just take it or leave it, you know. Right. Uh, so now, we'll, what do we want to get into Oscar conversation or no? Yeah, I think we can go into the the Oscar talk for this movie. So what uh, what are you thinking? Well, aside from like nominations for all like the technical aspects of it, I mm-hmm. definitely think it's going to get it for all that sound design, sound mixing, production, cinematography, all that jazz. Um, but now when we get into acting, writing, best picture, mm-hmm. best directing, uh, I think it's going to get nominated for all of it. I think so too. But it's I don't. But the thing is, is it's it's like we were I know you're more um on like the when you think of like the films that get chosen by the academy mm-hmm. I know you you disagree on them more I do. than I do I'm 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 for the most part I want to say for the most part I'm usually like okay with the nominations mm-hmm. like okay I understand like I don't I don't hate it um I think this is going to be a situation where like uh obviously we still we still have some like like the uh, the deadline's been extended yeah so we are going to get we are kind of in a way I mean this fucking year, man, I, we're in December. So much movies already came out. Like, and there's still a lot more that have to come out. Right. You so, know? So, uh, so we are going to get some sort of like Oscar Beatty films moving forward. So there, we are going to get some more competition. But like our thing is like, is it Fincher's time? You know, is it his time for is it? His time, it's, right.
0: Because a lot of times the, the Academy doesn't award people for their best work. They usually award
1: people when it's their time. Right. Like when you think, uh, as much as I love Scorsese, yeah. um, I didn't think the competition that year was great. Right. But and, it was also his time. It right? was also his time. And right. the
0: part, I mean, you could, we can argue this, but the part is not his best movie. It's Even not. though the part is awesome, it's not his best movie. That's mm-hmm. the same thing when DiCaprio won for The Revenant. 100%. The Revenant is not his best acting role ever. You know no, what I mean? Like,
1: And I thought that Michael Fassbender was going to get it for jobs. Yeah. I definitely, like, you know, I was fully convinced that, like, uh, I remember when when they announced that he was going to team up with Inarito. I'm like, okay, he's going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Like this is it. Yeah. Because for fucking the Cap, there's always that one person who's just who's who does just better, it. Who's just Same thing with Joaquin. Better. Even though Joaquin doesn't have as many nominations, there was always that one person who did it a little bit better. Right. And then I saw and I'm like, fuck. This is The one person. Right.
0: So with so in the case of like Fincher, I mean, it depends on what the directing field looks like. I still I still think he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. But like for my own personal taste, obviously, it's like if you're going to award a director for being technically proficient then no one should have gotten an Oscar a long time ago for being technically proficient. If you're going to award somebody for being such a technical director mm-hmm. like this is because obviously like I'm going to say this should not win Best Picture. It should not I win don't Best think, Picture. I don't think
1: it should win. But to, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. To right now, it's not really... Um, even like Gary Oldman, we were. I was kind of sure that he was going to get it. Yeah. But I don't think so. Like, no, because Gary Oldman's fantastic. He's but, great, but... It's, but not, it's not... It's nothing like, like, you know... It's nothing like grand but at the same time it's like we said like we're in this year where i know the competition's gonna be very muddled it's gonna be weird like the way back feels like it was years ago and it was fucking like march i know
0: and Affleck's probably gonna get forgotten by the time best actor comes
1: around but it's besides which is unfortunate (laughs) i know Um, i'm hoping he doesn't yeah but yeah uh if that's the case uh i think but that's the thing that's though it's always a good discussion when you think of like i guess like in terms of like uh nolan definitely has that sort of Audience recognition because of the Batman films, like that's right. bureau That's what it is. Yeah, so it's like the Batman films really put him in terms of like a mainstream perspective. Put him like high up top. Right. So his name just has a little bit more appeal. But for us and just like um, I think like when you when you go to like general audience, you say Fincher or Nolan, they're. I would be surprised if they can name maybe like three David Fincher films. Yeah. You know, and granted yeah. David Fincher doesn't have the biggest resume. No, yeah, no, no. I, w- I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, when you think yeah. of Nolan, Nolan like, Nolan fucking works, bro. I know. In this past decade alone, he out what, like five movies? Yeah. Like one every two years? Yeah, something like that. So, uh, so I can under, I understand your argument I do but this film is like we were saying it was just more, this definitely feels like it's something geared more towards oh it absolutely um, is yeah because well, that's
0: that's always been the thing with with Nolan is that obviously like the general audience loves his movies but I feel like a lot of the 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 snobby Oscar voter types are, are turned off by by what he does with like sound and score and how loud the films are and. I think I think, like that, I think I you think know? that
1: I do agree with you, but I also do think it's it's that I think like oh it's a superhero movie director. I think that's in in yeah, my if yeah. I were to say I think yeah, which is, which is stupid. I know, but that's unfortunately how the Academy is. They just like oh the guy who directed Batman. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to nominate yeah. him, you know, because <laughs> if um if it were like time if it were like for dudes and he should have gotten it for Dunkirk
0: yeah I, that's i, that's I, like, I agree 100 that's
1: like the most kind of like oscar Beatty film right, that you could have right. done so and until, then in terms of being a tech technically proficient like mm-hmm. until he does some bullshit like the artist i know, yeah. you know <laughs> he's never gonna get an oscar yeah he's, he, i mean you never know but i know his, i know if he were to do something like like this or like the artist or whatever yeah um then his chance in, immediately increased but i do think that fincher's gonna get it i, um, think so too, yeah. I don't think i this honestly bro this is like bottom tier of like fincher films in my opinion. Yeah. Um only because his movies are so great. Right. Um but I think it's going to get it for that reason. I'm like, look dude, this movie was geared for the Academy Awards. He did it so fucking well. Did it so yep. well and it's your time. Right. It is your time, so. Right. And if he does get it, which we think he will, I'm going to be happy for him. I will I am too because because he cuz like it's it's more of this is more of those
0: things where you just look at it as like he's not getting the Oscar for Mank, he's getting it for his body of work. He's getting exactly. it for all the movies that he's done and the fact that this dude's been crushing it for the last like two or three decades. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now it's finally, it's, it's his time. It's his time. So I, 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 I still hope, even though I'm not, like, like you said, like, uh, I, I think even though I'm, I'm higher than you on my score, it is lower on the Fincher tier for me. But I do hope he gets it. I do hope he wins. But
1: that's, that's also like a tall order. Like I know. When you think of like his, I still don't even know my fucking, we can have a whole discussion on Fincher. We can have a whole like, discussion on Fincher. I think, I, think, I, I think Zodiac's his masterpiece. I can literally watch Zodiac on fucking but I can I also watch social see that's what I'm saying like so, oh, social like, networks are so good. Like movie, like those kinds of like those stories, like they're so engaging. No matter like fucking attention movies you're always like sucked in. Well, and you are well, just there. well, social network also has the the Aaron Sorkin effect too. Which uh, helps. Uh, which yeah. helps a lot. I have a yeah. big time. I, I agree with you. But, yeah. but when you think of Gone Girl. Right. right. You're just there. Yep. And your balls are in your sword the whole oh, time. Yeah. Same thing with like Zodiac. Um, even Girl with Dragon Tattoo, I really enjoyed. I do too. So, um, I'm upset that he's not going to do more of that trilogy. Well, that trilogy's like dead. I know. I know it's, it's dead. It I'm just saying. Of- I'm bummed that, he, that that didn't continue, but... Right, so uh, so I definitely think it's gonna get it. I do think it's gonna get Best Picture too, and really, yeah, because again, it's this. This is just geared. I know. towards the fucking Academy. I know, and when you think of, because um, Roma won Best Picture, right? Uh, yes. No, I think Roma no, got director. Roma got director, right? Because yes. I remember from when 1970 came around, I thought it was gonna be the same thing. Right, right, right. He got yeah. So um, so but this again, it's it's a love letter to film. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know. I don't yeah. think Citizen Kane is the best film. I don't get why people fucking love them. I don't. Know. I don't. Know. Whatever. That's a whole other. Discussion. I know it's a whole
0: other discussion, but but obviously, like Citizen Kane is basically Hollywood royalty. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like it's 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 that it's that movie that a lot of people go back to and look at as almost like the start. The reason why Citizen Kane is looked at as as the best movie of all time is that it's it's looked at as the very start of a change in how films are made because mm-hmm. like, and I'll never forget this too, because in my film class, we'd be like broke it down. Like one of the things that always stuck out in my mind is that it's the first movie that was ever to show ceilings in a movie because movies were made like on sets. And obviously like the ceilings were never there because mm-hmm. the lights had to come in. So this is the first movie that actually showed like shooting up and it showed ceilings in a fucking room. I don't know why. That's always the one thing that stuck out to me that I'll never forget. No, but, but obviously, like, it was an innovative movie that mm. told a story that's never been told before. And obviously, they go over it in Mank, and that's obviously probably the one thing I'll give Mank is that it made me want to go back and rewatch Citizen Kane. Like <laughs> I'm I had, with you. I had
1: that kind of feel at I'm the end of the you, movie. Yeah. I'm like I I'm kind of want Citizen Kane. I'm hundred percent with you. Yeah, but, but yeah, too, and also in the word in terms like of its structure. Yeah, uh, of like this, uh, how they thought it was like sloppy and messy, but then they're like, oh my god, it's fantastic. Right. Right. So, yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of it, and, uh, yeah, I don't really have much else. I know, so yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I would say that's kind of it, too. So, mm-hmm. all right, Nerds Nation, that does it for us. Uh, have you guys watched, Mac? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Comment. Let's Talk to us. We'll, we'll have a nice discussion on it. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube page, and remember you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else we can see that big, beautiful FN logo. I guess we'll just leave it at that, Martin. You're the mank. Mank, we'll leave it at that. All right, guys. We will catch you on the next one. Bye.